Welcome back to the Sideline Science Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Ben Wilgoss. I'm here today with Anthony Noble. We're going to be going over the waiver wire after week three before week four. And we're also going to be going over our gambling picks from the past week and then uh, our picks for the upcoming week. And then we'll also be talking a little bit about some streaming defenses to pick up. Uh, it shouldn't be a long pod here, um, but if you want our full in-depth week three breakdown, make sure to listen to that episode. It was posted just before this one. Um, so that will give you a lot more information on every player and in every game. Um, but before we hop into the waiver wire, Anthony, we already kind of talked on the other one, but uh, what are you thinking about the waiver wire this week? Are you optimistic about the level of talent or not as much? No, uh, it's <laughs> it's been it's been salvaged. It's it's pretty early in the season to see all these like waiver wire talents ready to go, but that's just because of the injury bug that's already hit every team. Um, most positions are already all picked over. I see maybe a couple names in the wide receivers list. Nothing like. There's no one where you're going to grab them off the waiver wire like in past years and be like, they can, I can plug them in and they could be like a low-end RB2 or a low-end wide receiver 3 or 2 or maybe a mid-tight end 1. It's just, it's all picked over and it's just like a mess. You're kind of just picking uh, picking the pick up players, honestly. I, that's how I view it. Yeah, so we're going to hop right into it. Uh, let's start with uh, quarterbacks. So there's a couple names here that are interesting. I think one that will definitely be picked up in just about every two-quarterback league is going to be Nick Foles. Uh, I'm not super optimistic about his fantasy uh, outlook. I don't think that he's going to finish as like a top 10 QB or anything like that. Um, but he did have 18 points in one quarter yes, uh, last week against the uh, Atlanta Falcons. So uh, I'm cautiously optimistic about Foles. I think he should be rostered in two-quarterback leagues. Um, but one name that I'm looking at, a lot of people are dropping in several leagues is Daniel Jones, uh, the rookie quarterback there in New York, or second-year quarterback in New York. I know that he's had a really rough uh, beginning of the season, but he also is playing probably three of the top five defenses in the NFL, and the Steelers, the Bears, and then the 49ers. So I'm not completely out on Jones just yet, and I think I'm going to give him a few more weeks where I, I think at the very least he should be rostered. If not fired up as a QB two, yeah, I think we talked about it in the last podcast. Jones has kind of got a tough shake, um, so far playing all those top defenses. Um, once Sterling Shepard comes back healthy, he'll have some weapons to throw to Evan Ingram. I expect maybe to uh, have some good weeks going forward. They they're getting the bad defenses out of the way. And then if you look at the schedule ahead, I mean, it, it's not nothing too like too crazy, but it's I think it's winnable games that they can compete uh, fantasy-wise. Um, on Foles' case, I'm being cautiously optimistic. Um, as a Bears fan, I am as well being cautiously optimistic. Uh, I think a lot of Bears fans especially are just excited to see someone new at quarterback. Um, me... I've seen Foles' track record. I don't see this being 27-2 to 2, like he did a couple years ago on the Eagles. Or was that the Chiefs? It was one of the two. No, it was with the Eagles. Yeah, he had 27 touchdowns and two interceptions. Um, I just think the whole – we could talk all day about it. We're Bears fans. I just think uh, they, they may, maybe pulled the plug too early. And go, just going off Foles' uh, history, not just judging him off as a quarterback, could be – he could uh, turn some heads, 
but when he gets the keys early in the season, he tends to um, not do as well. He's kind of just like a late end, like a late season type of quarterback. We'll have to see. It all could change. Um, but I think he should be rostered just in case. Nagy's offense is going to be very, I think, pass heavy, to be honest. I don't think they're going to switch the run, especially with Cohen that got hurt. And Nagy just seems to not like Montgomery. And it's just all weird. I think they're going to be very pass-heavy, especially with Foles. I think the offense is going to open up. Uh, so he'll definitely just be a, a roster type of guy. I wouldn't start him yet. Maybe if he has a favorable matchup. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. I think, like, Mitch Trubisky isn't someone that you start every single week, but he still had some production. What I'm worried about a little bit is that a lot of his fantasy production was rushing, and Foles won't have that, but I think Foles will have more production as a passer. So, again, he should be rostered. I really wouldn't fire him up this week, especially against Indy. Uh, they have a pretty tough defense, but I think going forward, like he should be on a roster, on a bench for two quarterback leagues. If you have a one-quarterback league, I'd leave him on the waivers. Um, to move into running backs, honestly, I don't really see much here. Um, if for some very odd reason... Uh, James Robinson wasn't rostered in your league. That's someone you need to pick up, but I think he's pretty much rostered everywhere. Um, Rex Burkhead, I think a lot of people will pick him up. He's only 12% rostered, but I mean, this is just, I, I'm not going to buy into Rex Burkhead. James White is going to be back soon. He had that whole like family tragedy. He'll be back soon. He'll be getting all the receiving stuff. I think it's just a one week blow up from Burkhead. This happens every year. Um, so I really wouldn't be wasting, you know, a high waiver position uh, for Burkhead or spending a lot of my fab budget. Um, but in terms of other running backs I'm looking at, I really don't see much here. It's pretty slim pickings. Uh, there was no big injuries to running backs this week, so there's no hot backup uh, to pick up. But I still, like I said last week, and I'm going to keep saying it, if you have empty roster spots filled with players like you know you won't play, uh, you should be picking up some of these backup running backs, like maybe Brian Hill, uh, Latavius Murray is a great option, uh, Alexander Madison, my guy Darrington Evans. All those guys are really good options to keep on your bench because you want to try to predict when the next hot backup is going to come, and hopefully he can be on your roster instead of you just hoping you have a good enough waiver priority to be able to pick him up. Yeah, I agree. Um, I think a very interesting name right now is Jeff Wilson. I, I, I really like what I saw against the Jets. Um, and if uh, McKinnon can't suit up Sunday with that rib injury, I think uh, he's like the only back on the roster pretty much. Um, other guys, like I'm not buying Burkhead's game. That was all scripted. If you know Belichick and th you know this isn't, th this is this reminds me of like a Jonas Gray type of thing. I remember fantasy that year. He was like 80% <laughs> owned the next week, and then he dropped like a goose egg. This is No, he just didn't play. He didn't play another game because he was late to his practice the yeah, next day, th and then Belichick cut him after scoring like four touchdowns. Yeah, this is this is Belichick <laughs> written all over it. It's, it's smoke. Uh, Brian Hill I really like. I've been talking about him a lot in the offseason, and right now I, th I watching Gurley, it's not the same Gurley. I know he did score against the Bears and everything, but him running and everything, he, you could tell he's just not the same. He, he just looks slower. His cuts aren't as good. Um, and he's always going down, especially late in the season. And I think Brian Hill, he, he flashes sometimes. I think he's definitely like a good stash to have just in case. Um, if you haven't got like Alexander Madison or um, 
who else am I missing? I mean, Darrington Tony Evans. Pollard. Yeah, Tony Pollard. Those type of guys. If you haven't got them, I would scoop them up just in case. Latavius Murray's another big one. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think that's about it for running backs. In terms of receivers, I don't see much here that I'm interested in. Uh, Justin Jefferson blew up uh, last week. He had a huge game. But I'm not sure. I don't know. Here, here's what I'm struggling with is that um, a lot of people seem to think that the reason the rookies, a lot of rookies, him and Brandon Ayuk, why they uh, broke out this past week is because, you know, usually they have a few preseason games, kind of get acclimated to the NFL, uh, and, and that's what the first two games were for them. I'm not sure if I totally buy that. I think Jefferson, I I don't know. You know, I, I'm not totally sure how good the Tennessee you know slot defense is I think that's where a lot of Jefferson's catches were a lot of his stuff was just after the catch so I think he should be rostered for sure but I wouldn't go ahead and overreact and start him this week right away over like someone that has been in your lineup every single week Um, I think Jefferson should be rostered but I again I wouldn't start him over uh, an established receiver just yet I would wait and see yeah, uh, Jefferson, he did blow up and everything, but um, it, I, see, stuff like this is hard to predict because it could have just been game script or maybe he is improving. Um, but I, I wouldn't drop someone that is like a Mike Williams possibly or um, I, I know this one's kind of funny, but Jamison Crowder, he's coming back and the Jets just look clueless out there on offense and they're going to be playing from behind a lot i wouldn't just waste a spot like that i'm honestly i'm keeping Nikhil uh harry over justin jefferson right now to be honest um i just i i need to see more of those games and more consistency one blow-up game doesn't uh validate a roster spot i don't think um i think an interesting name i've been talking about it because I, I think chris godwin is sitting scotty miller should get rostered as like a flex play um, I, I know he, if Godwin sits out, Miller's going to get some more, uh, targets and in like a PPR format, I think he's going to be solid. Um, I think Andrew, honestly, Alshon Jeffrey as well. He might, I, that receiving core is really, really bad. And Alshon Jeffrey's like last resort for fantasy, but I don't know. I, I kind of like him. And I think, is he coming back this week? He's coming back soon. I know that he's getting rostered quite uh, pretty fast. I think, I think he's coming back either this week or next week. It's coming up though. I know he uh, practiced like very, very limited uh, before this week. So I think he'll be interesting because Wentz has nobody to throw to. So I think he's a name to keep an eye on and, He's not horrible. I mean, that's a decent flex right there. Wide receiver five. Um, yeah, that's pretty much all I got for wide receivers. I don't really see any names other than that. Like, I'm not really bought on like Hunter where I'm throw yet or Braxton Berrios. Um, no one like that. Chanel, he's probably after that week, he's probably going back to the waivers. I don't really see a lot of people picking him up. Yeah, I I would agree with that. I think that's about it for receivers. Like, I I just don't see any other names. I wish that there were a little more, but there's just not much here. 
in terms of tight ends, if Mo Ali Cox is not rostered for you, you should definitely pick him up. He's looking like that tight end one there in Indianapolis. Uh, and, you know, the tight end one for a Phillip Rivers team is definitely a good spot to be in. Uh, I think the, one of the hottest waiver ads of the week is going to be Jimmy Graham, uh, the tight end for the Chicago Bears. Um, he had a huge game this past week. I think he was the overall tight end two or one, one of the two. Um, and, you know, I'm not totally just buying into, like, him being old Jimmy Graham and, like, that he should start at tight end for your team every single week. I'm going to wait and see a little bit. Uh, I think he definitely – someone's going to pick him up in the first round of waivers, I would assume. Um, but I wouldn't – yeah, I don't know. It's kind of tough with Graham because I can't – I can see a scenario where Foles, you know, uh, targets him quite a bit. But I still think I'm – uh, I'm a little cautious on Graham. Yeah, I agree. I, I, I'm like in the middle. I'm neutral. I think Foles, if you look at his track record, he loves throwing the tight ends. Uh, I, I gotta say Ertz and Goddard, he loved to throw to him. Um, Graham is not New Orleans Saints Graham. He's Chicago Bears Graham. Uh, he's not going to be flashing his speed or deep routes. He's going to be Dinking and doinking, he's going to be getting some goal line stuff. But so is like Allen Robinson and David Montgomery and uh, Anthony Miller. So I, the only scenario I see Jimmy Graham really scoring is from like 5 to 10 yards out. I don't really see him scoring from 25 like he used to. He's, they're not just going to throw it up. He, he's a, just a good matchup against uh, um, corners, especially young corners. Um, but I think he's he's deserving of a roster spot, especially if you can't get a guy like Mo Ali Cox. Um, because I think Mo Ali Cox is definitely putting his name out there that he's he's uh legit and Rivers like stone to his tight ends. If you look back in the Chargers, Hunter Henry and Antonio Gates, so Rivers like throwing to tight ends like that. And a name I know everyone's not gonna know, but Robert Tonian uh, on the Packers, uh, definitely not like a start. Um, just like a deep deep stream, uh, just to have just in case. You never know what can happen. Rodgers, I'm I'm just being optimistic about Rodgers. Once he finds a nice, like, a tight end that he likes, he throws them a lot. I remember, like, Richard Rodgers or Jermichael Finley. Who else we got? Jared Cook. Like, he, he would throw to those guys quite often um, when his main guys, like Donald Driver or uh, who else did we have over there in Green Bay besides Adams? Jordy Nelson. Yeah, when the- – <laughs> When those guys weren't open, he he <laughs> sit on the tight ends a lot. So I think he's just a name, you know, just to keep a glance at, not to roster right away or freak out about, but just to keep an eye on. Yeah, so I think that about wraps up for position players. Uh, we're gonna go into the defenses now. Um, last week I had a huge week in the four I picked. Uh, blew up. That's one of the best weeks I've had in a while. I think I averaged something like 16 points per defense I picked. Um, I don't think I'll be as good this week. I think there's a lot of tough matchups. Uh, you know, here's the thing. It, streaming defenses can work, but there's going to be weeks where they don't totally work. You're not going to get a number one or number two defense. Because, you know, when the Baltimore Ravens are playing the Washington football team, obviously, I mean, that's a blow-up spot. So, and they're not on the waivers. But I do think there are some decent options. I think one option I'm definitely going to be looking at uh, is going to be the Los Angeles Rams against the New York Giants. Uh, I know I just said like I'm optimistic about Daniel Jones, but 
uh, still, I, I like the Rams' defense. Daniel Jones struggles with turning over the ball. Uh, their offensive line has struggled a lot. And the Rams' defense is not bad by any means. Uh, so I actually I really like the Rams' defense this week. Uh, I think that they could have a blow-up spot. They're about 50% rostered, so uh, they could be on your waiver wire. Um, another I'm looking at is going to be the Denver Broncos against the Jets this week. Uh, they're on Thursday night. Honestly, there's no way I would be interested in the Broncos defense at all if they were playing anyone but the Jets. Uh, the Broncos defense is just destroyed with injuries, but it's still Vic Fangio calling that defense, and it's still, you know, the New York Jets. So uh, <laughs> they were definitely worth a play, I think. Uh, they're about 37% owned, so you should be able to pick them up. Um, number three, um, I don't know. After that, it gets a little slim. I think I don't hate the uh, the Arizona Cardinals against the Carolina Panthers. Um, you can probably guess the trend of the teams I'm picking against. Uh, the Arizona Cardinals are rostered about 43% of leagues, so you should be able to pick them up. Uh, and then my fourth... This is going to sound crazy, but honestly, I think I'm going to take the Jets, uh, <laughs> which I never thought I'd say, but the Broncos just announced that Brett Rippon is going to start. Uh, Jeff Driscoll was that bad that Brett Rippon is going to start, and Blake Bortles is probably going to back him up. Um, so, I mean, you know, this the Thursday night game this week is just going to be an absolute joke, uh, but it's possible that the Jets could get a couple turnovers. I don't know. I mean, this is... Yeah, I mean, there, there's not a ton of great matchups here. Uh, if there was one more, I would think about uh, I would think about possibly the New Orleans Saints uh, against the Detroit Lions. They're ro- the Saints are ho- rostered in a higher percentage. They're about 75%, but they did just get, you know, blown out by the Packers. So it could a bunch of people could drop them uh, this week on the waiver run uh, later tonight. So the Saints could be an option. The Detroit Lions haven't been great on offense, uh, so that could be an option for you. Um, Anthony, are there any streaming defenses you really like this week? Yeah, I got three. I think my favorite is Seattle against Miami. Uh, they're only rostered in about 32% of leagues. Uh, they'll, they'll definitely be going up. Um, I, I just think they just got the score ran up by them. Even though they won and everything, they got it ran up by them by Dak and the Cowboys. And I think it's it, it's pretty embarrassing because they made a lot of moves defensively, getting like Jamal Adams and stuff. And I think this is going to be like a, a revenge game, like a comeback game. And I'm not high on Miami or Fitzmagic or anything like that. I just, I especially with their what they're doing in the run game of Miles Gaskin, I can definitely see some turnovers. So that's my number one. I'm going Seattle. Number two. I'm gonna take Denver, of course. Uh, I'm I'm riding whoever the Jets play. I don't care if it's like the worst defense in the league. You just got to, especially if they got Braxton Berrios as their wide receiver one. So I'm going and, and Fangio. He's gonna mix something up. Um, you're Fangio is gonna give him hell, no matter who it is. Uh, or not, no matter who it is, but those young quarterbacks and young beat up teams. So I'm going Broncos number two. My number three, it's a toss-up. I'm either going, I'm going to go and say the Jets. I have to because <laughs> they are starting Brett Ripien or Ripien, whatever his name is. And that's going to be a Thursday night game. That's going to be a mess. And I, 
it's gonna be they're gonna I think they're just gonna run the ball honestly, but when he does pass, I'm I'm not confident. So I'm gonna go Jets is three, and then my dark horse team is gonna be. <laughs> this is a pretty funny one, but I think I'm gonna go Cincinnati against the Jacksonville Jaguars. <laughs> After uh, th- that's just a sleeper one. That's like a really deep stream. <laughs> I was gonna say Dallas, but Cincinnati. I I got something. I got, I got a feeling about Cincinnati this week. They might All get. Right. <laughs> they might get a pick six against Gardner Minshew. Something might happen. Uh, they they're definitely just. I, I <laughs> just someone to keep on the bench. But right. I I just I I don't know. I got a feeling. Mania or Minshew Mania did not look good against the Dolphins, and that's a below average defense. So, I think Cincinnati and Burrow and the crew they they make they make some noise. All right, so uh, that wraps up our waiver wire. We're gonna get into the gambling side now. Uh, we actually had a great week this past one. We were six and zero together on our bets, and then we uh, are now fifteen four and one on the season. Uh, which is good for about 50, 75% win rate, uh, which is pretty damn good. Uh, so in terms of what I'm liking this week, um, there's not a lot, to be honest. Um, I think my fav- I, I think my favorite is going to be, uh, I'm going to take the Cowboys minus 4.5 against the Browns at home. Uh, I like that a lot. I don't think that the Browns are very good. They got smashed by the Ravens. I don't think the Cowboys are very good either, but they are at home, and there's just going to be fans in AT&T Stadium, so I do like that. Uh, I think I'm also going to take the Saints minus 4.5 against the Detroit Lions. Uh, I think the Lions are pretty damn bad, and the Saints just lost two games against teams that they probably should have beaten. Uh, they probably got a bad taste in their mouth. I I don't really see the Saints going to one and three, and I don't see them winning by less than four and a half. Uh, and then I think my third pick, it could change closer to game time. Sometimes I'll mix it up uh, depending on what I'm seeing. But I like two. Uh, I like the Seahawks minus six and a half against the Miami Dolphins. Uh, and then I also like the Bills minus three against the Raiders. Uh, all, all four of those I think are pretty good bets to make. Uh, I, I like all those four, even though there isn't an underdog in there. Uh, I don't know. I, I like those lines. Uh, Anthony, what are you liking this week? Uh, there's a lot of favorable ones. I kind of like, um, I think the first one I'm going to go with is, uh, Seattle, uh, minus six and a half. Uh, they're hot right now. Russell Wilson's on another planet. Uh, I, I, I think they're going to start off a little slow, possibly, kind of uh come back down the earth a little bit but i i just i can see them winning by more than a touchdown against the dolphins um i'm gonna have to look at that one though because they did give the bills some trouble and the bills are a real deal too um let's see i like the saints minus four against detroit um i think detroit's got a really soft run defense and Murray or Murray and Kamara are just going to torch him, especially Kamara. He's going to abuse Patricia all day. I think Breeze figures it out this week, and I can see them winning by more than four. A couple other ones. Um, I'm really debating. Like, this is a really ballsy one. 
but the Baltimore Ravens minus 12 and a half against the Washington football team, that's like a really big margin of, but I, the Ravens just got beat up by the Chiefs and Lamar's pissed. Like I could see them just torching Washington, but I'm going to hold my, hold my money on that one because I think there's going to be a mid game switch for that. Um, Bills minus three, I think, is another lock I'm going to go with. And then, other than that, looking at the Bengals, maybe. Um, and then, I, I like Cardinals three and a half against the Panthers. So, those are my picks. I, I, I don't want to say those are locks right now because they do change me and Ben look, in, look into some stuff. Injury reports come out, different things, so... Uh, those are just picks that we're looking at. Um, they're not locks or anything. I think the only lock really is probably the Bills and the Saints for me. My third pick might change, um, but those are those are bets I like this week. Yeah, so make sure that you check out on our website, www.sidelinescience.org. Uh, we put out like an article with uh, all of our bets, and those are like the official ones. Uh, and we lock those in before Sunday. Uh, you know, we'll lock them in before Thursday if we pick a Thursday night, you know, bet. But Broncos minus one and a half and Jets plus one and a half, I'm just not going to play with because that's going to be, this could be the worst game of the year. Uh, I have no clue how it's going to turn out. So we'll definitely have all the bets up by Sunday. Make sure to check that out. Also on the website, uh, I have my player rankings up there. Um, and so you can check those out before your week four matchup. That'll help you make all your lineup decisions and et cetera, stuff like that. Uh, and yeah, so I think that's about all we have. Oh, and also on the website, we'll have uh, all of my uh, top streaming defenses for the week all written up and uh, a little analysis underneath each one, uh, a little more in-depth than we went in here. Uh, so yeah, I think that's everything. You should definitely check out the website, check out the week three fantasy recap podcast that we put out earlier today. Um, that has every game recapped with a lot more in depth on every player. Um, but Anthony, you have anything you want to say to close this out? Uh, no, I'm just think that was pretty much it. We got the two episodes coming out today. Other than that, um, just keep up with the rankings and then our bets that are coming out and, uh, keeping up with everything uh, we got going on on the website and the Instagram and Twitter. Yep. All right. So uh, good luck this weekend. Uh, You'll be hearing from us again, hopefully on Monday next week.